Hello and welcome. I'm joined now by Claire Jones, Head of Mutual Wind Investments at EDF. Claire, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. And you. So to kick us off then, kind of halfway through the first day of All Energy now, it's been all go, people milling around. How's it been for you? To be honest, I've not stopped. Uh, we have an exhibition um, shared with EDF Energy. So I'm from EDF Renewables. So last year it was purely EDF Energy. This year it's both of us. We've had a lot of footfall, a lot of people interested in our projects, interested in partnering up and just generally um, keen to understand what, what we're doing and what we're interested in in, in yeah. Scotland in particular. You mentioned your projects, what are some of the kind of the key ones that you pick out to, to highlight that you've got going up on in, in Scotland? Uh, well we have 10 operational sites in Scotland and probably spanning the past 10 years. Um, we have a big pipeline, so I think in terms of the onshore operational projects, we have about 500 megawatts. In terms of our pipeline, we have around about two gigawatts that we're in development at the moment. Um, but yeah, we have spanning the whole of Scotland and right the way out to the Outer Hebrides, we have the Stornoway project, quite a few in the central belt southern northern Scotland, a couple in development um, in southern Scotland. Excellent, so a real spread going on there. I mean, what kind of early days still, I suppose, in, in all energy. What have been some of the key themes, key talking points that have emerged when you've been having discussions on the stand and, and on the show floor? Um, well, it is early days. I've not actually left the stand. I've been hoping to get out to a few of the, the sessions. I've got one lined up for two, which is onshore wind. Uh, but in terms of the people who have been approaching us, there have been a lot of that kind of supply chain, interested in um, developing skills, for example talking to us about corporate PPAs, that's quite a hot topic. We've been talking to some of the industry and trade bodies as well about some of the challenges that we're facing as an industry. Um, and yeah, some innovation as well, things like battery storage, hydrogen, um, getting us to think out the box a little bit with some of our projects. Actually, you talked about corporate PPAs there. Obviously, writing about wind onshore and offshore, we, we see a lot more about them. Can you kind of give us a breakdown of what they are, what are some of the key talking points about them and things? of a corporate PPA. Yeah, just kind of a, an overview, I suppose. Yeah, I guess um, as an energy supply business, EDF provides PPAs to any business who would like to, to purchase um, power directly. Yeah. But in terms of a corporate PPA, that's when we have um, big businesses who want to an agreement for a long period of time. So generally they're around about 15 years, but they come in different tenors. Right. And that's a direct agreement with uh, an energy supplier over that period of time but in terms of where corporates are quite interested it's around um, that additionality that it brings so and it's kind of knowing that they're going to get that green um, credentials by having a direct link to a wind farm or a yeah. solar farm or offshore or whatever it might be so it's like kind of a long-term agreement with a, a corporate. Excellent that must provide the kind of long-term security that a lot of these projects need to, to get off the ground and to, to get going. Exactly it works both ways so we need that sort of long-term knowing what the, the price is going to be knowing what a supplier is going to buy for the power that we generate because if we were to rely on um, merchant um, generation for example it's it's yeah. quite difficult to forecast so to have that stability over a 15-year period is really crucial for us to get that route to market. Yeah. What are some of the key challenges that you, you perceive them in the, in the onshore wind market? We hear a lot about grid, skills, are these things that you're all encountering? Uh, absolutely yeah grid is probably number one up there although it's it's debatable um, what is number one because grid particularly, particularly in Scotland grid is 
quite expensive yeah. over the long term. We have to pay transmission charges, for example. And at the moment, there's kind of no end to that rise in the cost of those transmis transmission charges. So that is something that we're really interested in understanding a bit more about, but also the grid connection situation. And um, we understand that a lot of projects are facing delays for various reasons. Um, so grid is definitely up there. I would say planning restrictions in Scotland. Um, I think MPF4 is on our side a bit more than the rest of the UK. And you know, it's, it's widely known that in England it is difficult to get onshore wind projects off the ground because of the planning system. Um, and I think just that general certainty in the market and, and where the mar renewables industry is going to go yeah. um, over the you know the over the long term because these projects are here to stay. We're looking at thirty to forty year lifetimes, and what is the environment going to be like in that time? Do we need to be a bit more flexible and consider um, storage, for example? Yeah. Of course, I suppose on the flip side of that, then what are the big opportunities you see, and what are some of the key points that you're going to be? talking about in your session in the next what, 20 minutes now I think is it? Uh, yeah I think important points, opportunities, communities we I think as a developer we like to consider ourselves as quite a considerate developer working with communities putting putting investment and money back into into the people it's you know around the sites that we're developing um, so I really do see that as an opportunity going forward and employment skills um, if we can develop the supply chain a bit more in Scotland, um, get more locally, you know, homegrown businesses involved, I think that is a real opportunity. But also kind of looking at a little bit outside the box, hybrid projects, for example. We, my role is focusing on onshore wind, but I am looking more and more at um, solar, for example, solar PV. Are there any opportunities? You know, the sun does still shine in Scotland. Um, no, not as much as it does in, in the rest of the UK, but we, we are considering that, but also things like battery opportunities and quite a few um, innovative, innovative um, kind of ancillary services that right. we should be looking at. Synchronous condensers is another buzzword that we're hearing about quite a bit. So yeah, quite a, quite a bit of um, interest in alternative uh, solutions. Brilliant. I suppose if there's one thing that you hope people take away from All Energy when we wrap up tomorrow, what, what would you hope it would be? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, throw a curveball in there. On the spot there slightly. I think for me, it's all around um, targets and making sure that the government understands the implications of any targets. So we have a brilliant um, target in Scotland for onshore wind of 20 gigawatts by 2030. Yeah. But with the situations that I've mentioned, the challenges and investment in grid and planning, it's not really helping the situation. So it's difficult to see how we'll actually get and meet that target by 2030 in Scotland. So I think we just need to work together a bit more, a bit more collaboration, um, and just to ensure that the developers and the investors are focusing on the right things and we're working uh, in collaboration with with National Grid and the other grid operators and, and the government to make things a bit bit simpler for us. Right, yeah, no, of course, it'd be great to see some of that ambition that Scotland has on onshore, perhaps translated to England as well, and, and for that to, to pick up speed there. But thank you very much for your time, Claire. That was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, keep up to, oh, to, to keep up to date with the, uh, the goings on at All Energy. Make sure to check Energy Voice and SG Voice.
Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.